Hey, so it is Saturday, April something, 16th, 17th, somewhere in that range. I've lost all ability to track time. Uh, I'm hoping that it's Saturday and not a random Tuesday in October and everything has gone on without me, but I'm going to go ahead and trust that it's not. Uh, I wanted to record a podcast today. I had planned to a few times this week, but it's been kind of a crazy week. And so I was just putting it off and putting it off because so much was going on. And I was like, you know, I really want to have something that is interesting. I want to have something that is good. And as I sit here, I still cannot think of a wonderful topic to talk about, which of course is a wonderful thing to say at the beginning of a podcast. And I'm sure that everyone will continue to listen, both of you. Uh, I want to talk just a little bit about my week before I go on. Uh, if you paid, if you were involved with either of our youth uh Zoom sessions, then you know that I had a tough time with Stevie, who is my dog. Uh, Stevie is special to me. She's family. I got her in June or July, June of 2009, I think. Um, I had been, at the time, I was taking care of my great-grandma, living with her. She had Alzheimer's. Uh, she was the one who raised me. And so it was not an easy time. I had just become a youth pastor, and so I was not home as much as I had been. Uh, luckily, I was able to, to you know, as a a reporter and uh, going back to school and different things like that, I was able to stay home more. But once I became a pastor, I was not home quite as much. It wasn't, you know, as bad as, as if I had worked in a factory where I'm gone like 12 hours a day or something, but it was still a decent amount. And she wasn't bad to the point that uh, she didn't understand what was going on. She was just in the beginning stages. Uh, but we got Stevie for her so that she would have company uh, during the hours that I wasn't there and, and just so she would have someone to focus on. And Stevie was perfect for that. Stevie is a little dog. She is a Shih Tzu slash Norwich Terrier mix, something along those lines. She's about 17 pounds. She's kind of varied in weight, but she's a, a sweet dog. She's the perfect dog. Uh, we actually got her. She had been tied to a tree uh, outside of someone's house that had a dog that was bigger, and for whatever reason, they didn't want Stevie. Uh, I remember the first time I met her, when I came home that night, uh, my great-grandma was already in bed, and so I walked into the den, the door was shut, and this little fluffy dog, like, backed up, like, she was scared. And, and so, you know, I talked to her, and we became friends, obviously, because I have her still today. And she was, as I said, the perfect dog in, in so many ways. And it just, it amazes me that those people did not want her, that no one wanted her. Uh, my great-grandma, every single day at night, would pick her up, carry her to bed, lay her on the pillow, cover her up, and, you know, Stevie would lay there for her and then eventually run away, and my great-grandma would go looking for the baby, which is why I call Stevie the baby. And she would... She had such a good nature that if she were eating, you could walk up and pick her up from behind, and she would just, you know, go limp and start licking your face. She's so sweet. Uh, she's incredibly smart. She can find, like cartoon horses and dogs on the TV, uh, drawings of horses and dogs on the TV. She figures out various things. She, one time, uh, when I lived in my apart my first apartment here in Ohio, I was going to bed and I gave her a drink of water out of a cup. Like, she licked it, slapped it, whatever you call it. And uh, so I had to do that every night. And one night I forgot. And when I remembered, I got up and went and got it. And she turned her head away. Uh, she figures out little things uh, more than a lot of other dogs. And so we have built this special relationship because uh, 
she was important to my great grandma. She was important to me. When my great grandma passed and it was just me and Stevie, it was just me and Stevie. Uh, so we moved to an awful place in Seymour when we had to. It was a, a place that I've talked about in some sermons and around some quarters, but uh, it was a, an efficiency apart, uh, apartment, which was into a house, which had several other people living in it. Uh, at at one point, my my internet literally got cut by someone who lived behind me, and so it wasn't the greatest place in the world. But Stevie was there, and so we were special, had a special relationship. Uh, when I moved here, Stevie came with me, obviously, and it was special. And so this week, when she started to have these tremors and and fall down, like it was very hard for me. And Friday night, I'll be honest, like I cried. All night, because I honestly thought she was dying, because I didn't know what was happening. I had a, a, an inkling that it was low blood sugar, but it's a Friday night on Easter weekend. Uh, it's probably like midnight, one o'clock. So like, there's nothing I can do at that point. A and so uh, I held her. I, you know, waited it out with her. She was okay the next morning. And so Monday, I, I took her into the vet. They checked her out. Her blood sugar was dangerously low. Uh, and then, you know, Tuesday they brought her back. And so we have her on a different amount of insulin right now. And I'm watching every little thing that she does. Like, oh, is she peeing too much? Because that's a sign of not enough insulin. Or wait, was that shaking or is she just stretching? Because that's a sign of too much insulin. And it's a very weird place to be in this position of, you know, that it could go either way. And, and, you know, if you don't get enough insulin, then you can get kidney diseases and different things like that, and it can really affect uh, and shorten her life. If you get too much insulin, then you can go into a diabetic coma, which again can affect and shorten her life. So uh, it's been a, a very trying time. I've also been very sad lately, not just because of that, but I missed Beatrice's, who is my niece, my one-year-old niece now, uh, her first birthday. Uh, everyone missed it except for her immediate family because of the quarantines, the lockdowns. Uh, it is a struggle because I don't have kids. I probably won't ever have kids. And so Beatrice, from the day she was born, I saw her at least once a week until now because of the quarantine. And so it's been a difficult thing. I'm probably going to talk about this a little bit on Thursday when I have to do a Facebook Live, so I'm not going to go into it now. But it has been hard, and then on Wednesday, I, I had this amazing moment where I'm Zooming with her and my sister, Amber, and Beatrice just turns and takes a couple steps. It's her first steps, and I got to see it, and, and so it was a very exciting moment. It's something that I can cling to because, you know, I, I hate missing her birthday, but I got to see that. And so it's, as I said, been a really, really weird week for me. I've had a lot of ups. I've had a lot of downs. I have played some video games. I've watched TV. Uh, I've gotten through TV series, I've I've had Zoom sessions, all kinds of things, and so I haven't really had a chance to really sit down and, and think about, well, what are you going to do for a Stevie side quest? What are you going to talk about? And I listen to a few podcasts. Uh, I am not a music person. I love musicals. I have nothing against music. Uh, I have several songs on my, my phone. I almost said iPod because apparently I'm 73, but... I don't really sit and listen to music because my personality, I have to feel like I'm accomplishing something. And it's stupid, I get it. But I have to feel like I'm finishing something. And you're like, well, you watch TV all the time. Yeah, but I'm finishing a show or I'm finishing a story. Or I'm finishing a series, a season. It's, it's something that you can mark. That's why I still kind of like Fortnite because you have the battle pass and the challenges and you can feel like you're accomplishing something even though really you're not. 
Uh, and, and so that's just how I'm geared, and that's why I like musicals, because those songs all have stories, and it's part of an overarching story, which I can listen to. But I listen to podcasts, because I, I learn from them, and they're people that I like, and people that I, I'm interested in their lives and what they talk about. And and it's interesting, because a couple of them are more sports-related, it's interesting to hear them kind of scrape the bottom of the barrel on what to talk about. And one of the things that has come up in several of them recently is there's a, a pot, a documentary coming up soon, uh, far better than this stupid tiger one that everybody's watching, about, no offense, actually some offense, but Michael Jordan, uh, and it's called uh, Last Night, Last Season, something, it's called something, and The Last Dance, maybe, and it's about Michael Jordan, and it's about his final season, it's about his greatness. Uh, he had put off doing documentaries for, well, until now, because he didn't think people would necessarily like him. Because he was um, not a nice guy to his teammates or to his, his opponents. Now, before you say, well, come on, that's he should be nicer. Uh, Larry Bird was even worse. Uh, Magic Johnson was nice most of the time, but but not all of the time. Uh, LeBron, who I cannot stand, uh, is very nice in person, but then throws his teammates under the bus on Twitter or in, in with them. Uh, the great ones, Kobe Bryant, who uh, has recently passed, he was even worse than all of them in terms of just being hard on teammates. Now, that does not justify the action, but when you are great at something, it's very hard to see someone not put their all into it. Uh, and, and sometimes, like for Jordan, like it was a much rougher league. Many people were fouled a lot harder. And so, uh, it, different rules, different things like that. And so he was very much like, hey, you have to toughen up or you're going to get taken down by the Pistons, the Knicks, something like that. Don't worry, I'm not going to go full sports here. But again, that's not like a justification of, oh, well, you know, I guess you can be a jerk to someone if you have a point. No, but that's just what they would say to justify it. And so he was always worried about that. But people around him are like, dude, people are starting to think that LeBron is as good as you, which is ridiculous because he's won three titles, lost three titles, uh, and it's just he's not good in the clutch. I know that he has good moments. He's a great player. He's probably in the top five. He is just he doesn't have the same defensive intensity. He doesn't have the same offensive intensity. This is not the argument I'm going to make. I'm going to stop. But uh, now people are like, Jordan, they've forgotten you. Like, you need to be out there for the people of this generation. And now everyone is probably going to see this because nothing else is on. Uh, and, and I was thinking about that because the reason he is doing it now is the same as the reason he wasn't going to do it, which is legacy. Uh, my last fall retreat with, with you guys, uh, with Faith Community, was in September, and hopefully we'll get to do one this year, but the, the theme was Legacy, and don't worry, I'll still make the shirts as soon as everything's open again. The theme was Legacy, and I talked about what that means, and what it means to leave something behind. And and I've thought about that a lot of my life, especially as I've gotten older. Uh, one of the reasons I want to publish books is to make money, to be honest. One of them is because I have these stories in my head and in my heart, and I want to get them out there. I, I want to be studied in, in English class, not just in psychology classes. I want to, to have a legacy like that, but I also want to make a difference. I want to have my name out there so that I can have more of a reach and, and be an example and things like that. Like There are all kinds of reasons, but I, I think about that a lot. Uh, you guys are probably not necessarily in that realm right now, and that's fine. Uh, but one of the things I want to avoid for myself, and one of the things I would encourage you guys to avoid, is don't think of legacy in terms of money. Uh, it's cool to want money. It's cool to have money. 
I don't think of legacy in terms of even impact of like how many people you reach. Because that's not necessarily up to you. Uh, there are amazing actors and amazing athletes who never get a shot because they broke their leg or they didn't get a part that they could have gotten or they got drafted by the wrong team or they got hired for the wrong movie. Like all kinds of different things. And, and there are some who don't have as much skill or don't have as much uh, ability and yet they have longer careers. They are more well-known because things break a certain way. So by and large, it's not necessarily up to you. All you can do is do your best. And so what I would say is more than success in terms of money, in terms of popularity, in terms of how well-known you are, all of those things are cool, and you should hope for those if that's something you're going into. But how you treat people is the greatest legacy you can have. Uh, there are going to be some people listening to this out of the two or three that are listening to it who have a, a fairly simple life as people would look in and say, oh, they, you know, they worked their job, they uh, did a good job there, they had a family, they had kids, uh, they didn't really step out of that, like they didn't really, they weren't known outside of Westchester, outside of Hamilton, outside of Alaska, wherever some of you guys are going to end up, and and the temptation is, well, that's not as important as this person over here who uh, was able to get books published, who was able to get a movie made, who was able to be so well-known that he made such a difference. Uh, the example I use a lot in terms of ministry is Billy Graham. Billy Graham is an amazing person. He's passed just a couple years ago, but he's an amazing, uh, not just pastor, but writer. And I don't super know how much uh, you guys are aware of him, but I think you've probably heard his name. He did a lot. Uh, he made a lot of money, but he used that to do good. He had a message out there of hope, a message of togetherness, a message of looking to Christ, a message of being better, of being an example. Uh, and that's cool, and it's awesome. There are pastors in small churches who have a similar message, maybe even a, a more impressive message in terms of impact on those that hear it in the moment, but you're not going to know their names. And, and so, again, looking on the outside, it's like, well, Billy Graham is the most important, and that's how it goes. Uh, I could also go back, and during Bible days, during the, the Bible, I would imagine that during his life, Jesus was obviously well-known to us. We can look back, we read his story, but as he was living, word went around about him, but probably more people knew the Pharisees, more people knew their names, more people knew who they were. Absolutely more people knew who the Caesars were, who the rulers of Rome were, and you know which one had the greater impact long-term. Um, and, and so legacy is something that's kind of, in some ways, beyond your control, like I said, but it also comes down to what kind of an example you set. And whether you're setting that example to three people or 3,000 people or 3 billion people, it's still on you to set that example. Uh, right now sucks, like just to be honest. I'm sure that hopefully you guys are having a good time with your families. Uh, you're able to Zoom with your friends or talk to your friends. You're able to play games with your friends, something. Uh, at, but it still sucks. Like it sucks to be in one place. Some of you, uh, you're not able to drive yet, and so you literally haven't left your house for this entirety of the quarantine. Some of you have really flipped your schedules upside down and you're awake all night and asleep all day and so you've forgotten what the sun looks like. And, you know, don't do that because it's going to affect your life. But also, it's very hard to keep going. Uh, I don't want to make every podcast about the quarantine. I don't want to make every podcast about, you know, legacy. But in a way, these things always come up. 
So while I'm sitting here continuing to try to think of something interesting, I'm just kind of talking. And, and in a way, that's going to be my legacy. Uh, and, you know, it's not up to me to decide whether it's good or bad. It's up to me to just do my best. It's up to me to say what's on my heart. It's up to me to be real. I don't like myself, and I've talked about that. I, I understand what people can see in me sometimes, but it's very hard uh, because of my anxiety, because of my depression, because of things that I struggle with, because of, of my life. It could be very hard. But I also know that people do respond to the the realness of me. And by that I mean I may not think that I have much to offer. I may not necessarily like myself and I may be super hard on myself, but I know that I'm real to people. Like, I am who I am. Uh, I, I don't pretend to be something, whether it's with the teens or the adults, whether it's with family or friends. Like, I'm the same uh, being who I am, and I don't think that makes me special, special, but in this world, it kind of makes me, and you, who, who also do this, it, it makes us on a different level than other people who do pretend around the time that they're at work, around the time that they're at school. They're different people in different places. So it's important to just be who you are. It's important to have that, and that will help you with that impact. That will help you with your legacy. Uh, I don't know. Maybe I will finally write again. Maybe I'll finally get published again, and my name will be known past the people that know me right now, past the people that have known me through my life. I, I would like that to be true, but it won't affect what I do. If I, next week which isn't going to happen because there really aren't literary agents looking for things right now, I don't think. But let's say next year somebody signs me for like $3 million. And if you're listening to this and you're a literary agent or a publisher, please do that. It's cool. Test me on this. But somebody signs me for $3 million. There are a lot of people who would be like, well, I'm done working. Like, I'm out. Uh, I wouldn't do that. Uh, I would continue to do what I do because I care very much about what I do and I care very much about the, the teens, the adults that I... I try to impact, I try to, to be there for, I try to pray for, I try to preach to. Like, that's who I am. And so, I, I hope that whether or not that happens, my legacy continues to be that I just do my best, and that I am who I am, and that I'm there for the people who I'm able to be there for. And so that's something that you can try to do yourself. I do encourage you to dream big. I do encourage you to create, to to go for the, shoot for the stars, to hit the biggest thing that you can hit. Not like in a prison where you hit the prisoner, but like to, to hit the biggest target that you can hit and just to be the, the best that you can be and all of those different things that people say. I encourage you for that. But more than that, even beyond that, I encourage you to just be the best person you can be. Treat people like you'd want to be treated. Be kind. Be good. Uh, if somebody makes a documentary about you someday, you won't have to worry, well, wait, I was kind of a jerk through this, but I, I don't know if I should do this. Um, just be who you are. Uh, be be nice. And, and one of the things that I've talked about before, and this will be the last thing that I talk about, uh, in our movies, in our songs, in in our stories, in everything, kind of true love is the thing that everybody's looking for, and true love conquers all, and true love is magic, and everything, everything, everything. Love is good, and love is amazing, and love is important, and love is valuable, and love is, is vital. But more than just love, and love is the most important thing you can do for anyone, but sometimes, along with that, sometimes on top of that, sometimes what is missing even more than love is decency, is treating people decently, treating people with respect that you don't agree with, that you don't like, treating people like they matter. Those things matter, and that is a part of the love, but sometimes 
we leave that part out. And, and so that's my encouragement to you, and that's apparently what this podcast week is going to be about. Uh, if you are, are listening, please continue to pray for Stevie, continue to pray for me, continue to pray for each other, and just continue to do your best to get through this and know that you're not alone, know that we will get through this, that eventually things will be normal again. And that on that day, we will be able to continue to be who we were even in the lockdown. So thank you for listening. Again, both of you, you're awesome. And I will talk to you later because for now, that's all I've got.